Hello and welcome back to another episode of the IFC's One Destiny Calls podcast. My name is James Malamus. We've got a great episode for you. We join Dr. Lahab, El Samurai, and Christy Foster again, this time going over the lover and vampire archetype. It's a great discussion. We can't wait for you to hear it. If you enjoyed the IFC's One Destiny Calls podcast and want to support, make sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes and wherever you get your podcast. So without any further ado, Dr. El Samurai, take it away. Welcome back to another episode of When Destiny Calls. I am Dr. Lahab El Samurai. With me, as always, is Christy Foster. And Christy has recently come back to us from uh, the land down under. So, yes. Christy, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It was so a nice pause in my world. Uh, I loved Australia. I loved the food. The people were so lovely and kind. Very clean place. I visited uh, Melbourne and Sydney and Perth. All three of them were different. And I just enjoyed every moment of it. I had a week of play and then two weeks of uh, training in psychosomatic therapy. So that was that was fascinating and learning uh, from other teachers as I was there uh, about how basically we're talking about the patterns that show up in the body and how those patterns and the archetypes become physical and how to recognize them, how to shift them. So it was a, quite a bit of learning as well as playing in Australia. It was both. Well, this sounds uh, like you had a great time. I did have a nice time. We're happy you're back with us um, from the land down under. Now, we're going to discuss the land down under, but this is more of the unconscious and the conscious and the Jungian world of the unconscious. So today we thought we'd do, uh, well, actually, this Christie's thought. Christy thought we should do a something on the archetypes. Christy, you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about the archetypes and today specifically the lover and the vampire. Ooh. There's quite a bit of information that I've seen in the media about the vampire, how to recognize the vampire, what do they want, how to have boundaries with the vampire. Mm. And the question to me is, yes, there's the vampire, but why are we attracted to the vampire? Ooh. And what do we do when we recognize that our energy is being drained by someone? Ooh. And how, how can we set that up so it's healthier? And also to understand that it's not our personality that's attracting the vampire. It's literally the archetype. Ooh to differentiate between the two, that there's not something wrong with you if you tend to attract that, but that's actually a part that you're not seeing in you, which is that unknown, the shadow piece, part we might be unconscious about. That's where I'd like your input on the archetypes mm. and how they work. If, we're, if we don't even know why we're doing it, how could we recognize that? Well, I mean, so the archetype of the vampire, archetypally, what are vampires? Vampires uh, mesmerize, they hypnotize, they seduce, 
um, they're very attractive. Mm -hmm. They are very graceful. They are uh, possess power. They can sway things. They can move you. They can make you feel a certain way. And uh, once you uh, fall in love with them, then they they feed on you and uh, turn you into um, one of their drones, I think, unless they want to turn you later on. But uh, the, as they feed on you, you become ill and um, you become addicted to them. Do you think like in some relationships, it's easy to lose yourself? Would that be a form of that, like to lose your identity almost? And the, the vampire? The vampires are pretty uh, cunning. Uh, the vampires are hunters. They're not prey. So they're looking for someone. Yeah. That they so they're constantly, out. yeah, they're constantly looking for someone. They could be looking for many people. And what Not are they always. feeding off of? The energy. I'm and feeding so off your energy. I, I, can, I, I could tell you the worst possible story, Christy, and you would be frozen in time. And I would be telling you about something that you would not likely enjoy, but you will listen to me all the way to the end. And then I will finish my story and you will go, okay, I don't understand why you said that, but okay. But I fed off you. I used your energy while I was telling my story and I kept your attention and I kept pulling more energy from you. And then I felt good. I felt like, oh, it wasn't like I was listened to. I didn't feel good in that way. I felt good in that I could suck whatever happiness existed within your bones mm. in the last 30 to 40 minutes of me talking at you. And then I end up leaving. Fatigued. Yeah, fatigued. And I would say probably a little upset with the, not even being aware of what I'm upset about. Yeah, you would blame yourself. You would like, oh, I didn't sleep well. I didn't, I didn't have lunch. Um, I'm not taking care of myself. You would find many excuses because remember what the vampire does. The vampire, after they have sucked your blood, they hypnotize you so you don't remember what they did to you. Mm, good point. So they leave you confused as to what happened to you. And then you blame yourself. And you then the blame. cycle continues. Correct. Then you come back for more. And right. I get to feast on you again and again and again. You know, so you're it, always invited back to Dr. Dracula's lair. In some way then. So what's the payoff for whoever is going into the Dracula's lair? Because there has to be a payoff in some way. Oh, somebody loves me. Somebody needs me. Okay, so that's I'm it. not loved. I'm empty also. Well, yes, of course. Energy patterns work off of each other, right? So we're talking about the lover archetype. Mm. Yes. And so the pattern of being the lover loved. The archetype is susceptible to the vampire always. 
Okay, because I think because that's they important. live in their blind spot. The vampire is always living in the lover's blind spot. It's like, look at all these people we can feed off of. Look at all these people who adulate you. Don't you want to feed off them? Mm. Don't you want to feed off their energy? That is seductive. Yeah. So that voice is always there for the lover. It's always nagging. You know, you can get them to do whatever you want. Why are you, why are you asking them to do it for you? Why don't you just get them to do it for you? Mm. And so it's very easy to slip into the vampire. It's very easy. And then to forget yourself that you are not a vampire. Because there is seduction in it. Yeah, there is a seduction with it. And if you're traumatized, so if you're traumatized, somebody leaves you. And you've been like the lover, the lover, this traumatizes the lover if somebody leaves them. It's a huge trauma. They don't see this coming. It mm. would never happen to a lover. How could anybody leave a lover? Lover leaves before anybody even thinks about this, right? They sense it all. So this would be a big trauma for them. So this trauma throws them more and deeper into the unknown other, which mm. emerges as the shadow, which is the vampire. It is the unknown other. Right? Because I don't identify with being a vampire. I mean, I'm loving, I'm caring. I give, right. I give, I give, I give. Well, that's where it can get sticky, I think. Mm is um, identifying it as part of your personality mm. and uh, that there's something wrong with you, which there isn't. It's an energy pattern. It's an energy pattern. It's mm. neutral. Yeah. And that's... It, 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 you get sucked in doesn't mean that you are naturally that way. You are sucked right. in because of the way the energy pattern is working itself through. When you're not embodied, you are, you will be moved in certain ways. You don't want to be moved. And then be confused. Embodied. Yeah. And, and, and hurt others and hurt yourself. And so do lover archetypes, are there certain um, pains or illnesses that they get? Oh, yeah. And sure. what would those be? Broken heart. Ah, of course. A broken heart. Yes. So the the lover the lover is always prone towards a broken heart because their love is always bigger than whatever they're getting. Mm. Their love is grander because that's the archetypal pattern. Now the only person who could break a lover's heart is another lover. So two lovers probably shouldn't be together. Oh, not a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, I can see how that would be catastrophe not, waiting to happen. Not a good idea. A lot of drama. It's like probably. two warriors together. You know, you want a fist fight, you put two warriors together and you let them argue over who's cooking tonight. Sounds like that would be a constant battle. Where lovers would be more drama versus fighting. Yes. A little bit different. Yes. And so, so the lover, the when they walk into a space, 
their energy is like a sprinkle of spring. Mm. They they touch everybody around them. So everybody like enlightens, like, wow, who's here? Uh, oh, they're so nice. Oh, I love listening to their stories. They're so, oh, that person, they actually make you feel good. <laughs> I've I just, even heard that. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking of a a friend and a client. She's, I've known her for a lot of years. And how people describe her is, I just love being around her. She's like a ray of sunshine. I just feel better. Yeah. So specific in the languaging, because I wouldn't Absolutely. have put her as a lover. Yeah. But that's how people describe her and being ray, in her presence. Ray, ray of sunshine is like a moniker for the lover. That's very helpful for identifying a lover. Yeah. In life. yeah. Because there are energies like that. It's like sunshine. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like feeling that, that, you know, if you're sitting, if you've been sitting out in the sun a little bit and your face warms up, there's this point in time where the sun rays feel perfect on your skin, where you could feel like perfectly toasty. You are, you're in a perfect space. You're not too hot. You're not burnt out. You're just in the perfect spot. That is the lover's glare. Mm. I can see why they would be seduction seductive in that. Oh yes. So so my cousin is a lover archetype. He's 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 amazing, right? So uh, everybody could be fighting and then he would be able to dissuade you from the fight. No matter what it is. He is able to dissuade you. He's able to talk you out of the fight. So, so he kind of there's a spell of love and yeah, acceptance. there's something about what whatever they talk about doesn't seem so serious anymore. Mm. The worst thing in the world. This is not the, the worst thing. It's a nice world. power to have. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world, you know, and only the lover could get away with it. Can you imagine a warrior trying to talk you down out of a tree? No. Now, if, if you don't get down, I'm going to kick your ass. That, that's the lover's way, the warrior's way of, yes. of communicating. The lover doesn't do that. Aren't we going to do something? Where are you? I've been waiting. Are you coming down? Are we going someplace? I had this place in mind. Come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start walking. And suddenly you find yourself moving with them. Yeah. You don't know why. <laughs> you don't know what they're saying half the time. You know, you're not really sure of where they want to go, but you feel good about it. Right. Yeah. I love hang that. out with you. You feel good. You hang out with them. It feels good. And they diffuse the situation. Now you have to deal with their flightiness, right? So the lover will be like entertained by you. Okay. For a while, but then they get bored. Mm. So my cousin will like go on a run somewhere, like go meet people. <laughs> he says, look at bored of us. He will go meet people. I'm like, where did you go? He's like, ah, I just walked around, you know, kind of talked to a couple of people. I'm like, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't think of doing that. If you came with a group of people in a bar, you don't think of meeting other people. You're like, oh, you're hanging out with it. No, not for the lover. The lover could meet other people. Not everybody could meet other people. No, Warrior they not. will fight with other people. 
queen will shoo away people. Magician will hide from people. But lover, no, they'll go meet other people. And other people enjoy them. I'm yeah, I'm thinking of that same person. That's exactly my experience with They'll her. buy them drinks. Yeah. For no reason at all. You say right. there is no reason for people to buy you drink. Huh? I never buy my own drink. They just always buy it for me. Huh? Yeah. That's the lover. We need more lovers in our life. Yeah. Yeah. They make everything less serious. You know, as long as you don't, as long as you don't fall head over heels, it's very complicated when you fall head over heels with them. They're never head over heels in love with you. <laughs> yeah. part of them. Always remember you're head over heels in love with them. They're never head over heels in love with you unless you're another lover archetype. Mm. And that is very volatile. Just don't never, be partners with them. Never ends up being well, never really goes well. <clears throat> there's too much power dynamics that there's too much friction. Yeah. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Be. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean it can't happen. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying this is rare. Yeah, I can see that though, because those two energies together would be can be very combative. Yeah, it's like two magicians together. Yeah, they either burn Same. down the house or they forget to pay the bills. Right. It's either or. <laughs> it's not really in the middle somewhere. We'll have to. So for today. Uh, with the lover archetype and the vampire mm. what the lover archetype is here to learn and experience is also boundaries then with the vampire well the vampire is necessary at times for the lover and the lover to remain youthful the vampire kicks in place so explain that a little bit more so the lover the lover depending on how how they how they live within the archetype and usually how they live within the archetype is fast and loose mm. because it's part of the energy so if you're not grounded if you're if you're not settled if you don't know if you're not in your body if you're disembodied in any way you're going to burn through your energy and so what's going to happen is you're going to feel more and more disconnected from the archetype. So that way, what happens ends up, you start switching poles. It's almost like a different energetic magnet starts to pull you in a different way. And you start moving. This could happen because of certain narcissistic traits where it's all about my beauty and now I'm old. Mm. becoming obsessed with that so now now i'm gonna become obsessed and i'm also going to talk about my youth all the time with anybody who will listen hmm. i hadn't put that together with the lover archetype that makes sense to me as well yeah. though that yeah. that archetype becomes obsessed in shadow or yeah consciously about being loved which would 
could be if I look more beautiful, yeah, then be loved. Yeah. So if you if you get disembodied, if you get traumatized, if you're basically trying to surf the archetype. There are people who try to serve the energy. Like they know this is their energy, but they'll end up abusing it. Hmm. So I call it surfing. It's basically you ride the highs of the archetype. And then when you crash, you crash really low. Right. I can see how you would. Yeah, it would be huge. And probably what that makes me think of too is someone that crashes within the lever archetype could have like autoimmune issues. Yes. Because that that constant drip going out of them energetically, their body starts to shut down. Eating disorders, very big with lover archetypes. And say a little more about that. Eating disorders because food is about love. Mm. Yes, it is. Food is about understanding and connecting to love. Right? We overeat because we feel unloved. Mm. we refuse to eat because we feel unloved yeah and the energetic pattern of the archetype of the lover and love are a bad chemical reaction so food is love, I am love, and I don't feel loved. It's a bad chemical reaction. Yeah, I can see that. This and is a, so bad, it's a bad experiment, basically, in a chemistry lab. So, for instance, my mother withheld her love, like she would delay breastfeeding. So what happens to me? I develop well, an, an eating disorder. Right. It's exactly what would happen. I delay, I delay that because I, it was withheld from me and it doesn't give me joy. So I could withhold it whenever until I get sick. And then I have to force myself to eat it. Hmm. I've heard people say, I don't enjoy food. Okay. Well, yeah. that, that means you don't know what love is. That means love is lost. An eating disorder is basically is is a fight with love fascinating that's what it is it's an all-out war and so until the trauma piece around that has been cleared well that's what Gigi does right so Gigi works with eating disorders and what she's discovered is Jamp is very successful with eating disorders because it reconnects the feeling state. I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel nurtured. I didn't feel with my state, with my conscious state. Mm -hmm. Now, tell us, tell us who Gigi is, Dr. Lahab, just so people are clear of who you're talking about. Yeah, so Gigi is, uh, she is a uh, psychotherapist. She's also going to be talking at the conference. Have we interviewed her for the 
for our videos yet? We, we haven't, haven't yet. Yeah. So we, we will interview her soon. Next week, hopefully, we'll interview her. Um, so she was my uh, counseling student. And she works exclusively with young women with eating disorders. And she uh, implemented JAMP early on. And it was very, very successful. And they have basically now requested as part of the treatment. So she does nutrition counseling and also um, um, JAMP with it. And this is this is the eating disorder, right? So the eating disorder is, um, is a fight with love. It's a struggle for, it's a struggle for supremacy of love. And if I am the lover archetype, I am basically fighting myself. Mm. I am at war with myself. So that's what an eating disorder is, is war with self. Yeah. War against love. Very difficult one. Yeah, and the difficulty is, is the difficulty is because of love. So the archetypal energies, when we think of archetypal energies of the vampire, what is the archetypal energy of the vampire? The archetypal energy of the vampire is I did not receive enough and I right. need to feed myself. I am never satisfied, right? It's yeah. also... It's also what we could diagnose as an eating disorder, right? That's a very different way to see to see that archetype. Yeah. So so if you look at the vampire, the vampiric archetype, you're talking about another eating disorder. You're talking about a war with love. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't be fed enough. I can't be satisfied. I'm unable to, I am a bottomless pit. And so even I'm thinking in an eating disorder, someone who's really thin and or someone who will eat for that nourishment or wanting something sweet, wanting to settle in because of the anxiety in their bodies doesn't have to just be someone that is really thin, which is what I think most people go to with thinking of an eating disorder. Oh, no, no, you could, uh, you could, uh... You could binge and eat a lot. You can, um, you can gain weight. You could lose weight. It's all. It's it's just so distorted that the body uh, becomes in a starvation phase, where the body starts to absorb whatever it gets at the time it gets. So it will blow blow up to be much bigger. And then when there is no food, it will shrink again. So what you have is what we call body dysmorphia. So now um, it's in the mind, but now it's in your physical state. So whatever was created in the mind now is outside, right? Right. So a, a lot of the um, eating disorders. So in early childhood, they're called feeding disorders. Okay. That's the that becomes the eating disorder. So if a child is young and say the mother doesn't, like you said, the mother withholds nursing and or probably I know some women can nurse too much or get panicked that their baby's not eating enough. And it, be, it that does becomes a problem. A distortion. That, yeah. that's, a, that's another problem because self-regulation right. is, is an issue. And when you're a baby, 
your self your self regulation is based on the mother's self regulation. So if the mother is not self regulated, she can't she can't help the baby regulate. The baby is feeding off of her physically, energetically. Yeah. They're feeding off of her. So if the mother is anxious or afraid or that could cause all kinds of problems, right? Absolutely does. And, and there's so, a lot of anxious young mothers. So we're not blaming yeah. anybody. We're just oh. saying these are things to for us to watch out for. We don't have to be bogged down by fear of them. We could actually work through them. A feeding disorder doesn't have to continue. You could actually work through it and it could get better. And therefore that part of the engagement and the um, attachment and connection can be fixed, but it has to be fixed very, very early on. It can't, it can't wait. Like, like it has to be fixed around the time of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you notice it into adulthood. No, it's over. Yeah. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna drag on. So do you have some advice today for the lover archetype? Well, the lover archetypes, you know, I, I think is um, they need to be true to themselves. So that means is that they should trust themselves, but they shouldn't take advantage. They should believe in themselves, but they don't have to take chances. They can embrace themselves, but they can't overpraise themselves. Because and that's when you slip into the unknown other, which mm. ends up being the vampire. Because what happens is, is that you're basically too high on the drug of arrows. You've snorted way too much. And that will push you into the other space because you have been gorging on it. You can't gorge on it. <clears throat> like any archetypal power, for instance, if the warrior starts to snort that energy, you know? Yeah. They take a battle ax down a street and start tearing up cars thinking that they are superhuman. Right, because the, the energy same. wants to move. Yeah, yeah, the lover does the same. This is the problem with this archetypal energy. You have to know that you could be and exist within the archetypal energy, but you are not the archetypal energy. Remember that you are not. You have a shell. You have a body. The archetypal energy does not have body. That's a key point to remember. Yeah. That's why I always repeat. You could be within it, but it's not you. Yeah. So the energy, as you embody yourself, you could feel it flowing around you and moving and moving you in the right direction because you're moving in that direction anyway. Right? Yeah, regardless. You're Absolutely. moving in that direction. So you feel the energy behind you. It's like a headwind, right? And you're on a bike. You could feel it. You could like, wow, yeah, this feels right. Yeah, I'm in a flow. I'm just flowing. How are you doing? I'm flowing. 
because you could feel the wind, you could feel the archetypal energy pushing you, moving you. And does the energy move us? What my question with that is, does the energy move us to be healed, to become more whole? Is it always, is it introducing us to new ideas to become more embodied? The more we're embodied, the more the energy opens up the pathways of our understanding, our consciousness expands. Because as the energy moves us, we start to see things we've never seen before. We've never conceptualized before. We haven't thought of the things that now we think of because we are moving with the energy. We're not. So moving against your own energy or moving or being in conflict within the body or being traumatized or being hurt or even having pain. So my arm has been in pain. I remember my arm. My arm throws me off. Now that I've recalled my arm, it's thrown me off of what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. I knew that because this forces me to recoil because it hurts, because it's pain, right? So right. it diverts me from my field of vision. My field of vision is wide open. And the more I feel within body, the more I feel I'm whole in my body, not in pain, not in psychic pain, not in physical pain. I can move through the world. And therefore, when I read something, something else opens up. When because I have a conversation with somebody, something else comes to mind. Yeah. When I see something, I have a thought. I have an idea. I want to connect it to this other idea that you brought up. And suddenly now I have a chain. And now I'm seeing a pattern that I never saw before. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it was always there. Why didn't I see it before? Because I'm not embodied. I'm not embodied. I'm not physically where I need to be. Right? So at our conference, you have, uh, you can't see me as part of the title. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Right. We, can, we cannot, we cannot see the energy. We can, can, we can sense the energy, but we can't see the energy. Right? And so learning to identify it, even though we can't see it, is the key. That's the beginning. I identify it within ourselves and maybe yeah. see it in other people. It's the beginning. It's the first time we say, you know, I don't feel right. Something's wrong. Yeah. That's how it's identification. There's something. I'm becoming conscious of something. I'm not sure what it is. So. It's transformative because I am moving in that direction. Because Always. now I'm asking those questions. April, beautiful example. She's like, I'm asking questions. I want to keep asking questions. I want to know more. Yeah, that she wasn't aware to even ask. Yeah. Because she didn't know the questions. Right. Because she was inverted and conflicted. And therefore, I don't have anybody to ask questions. I can't even answer myself. 
so as you become more integrated, the archetype is able to move in a healthier way. And move I would say you move you in a direction. So if we are all propelled in a certain direction, the archetype is saying this is your direction. Exactly. So if you're pulling to the right of the archetype and the archetype is going, no, we're going this way, you're being dragged. Whether you want to or not, it doesn't even matter. That's what Young says. Young yeah. says your, your, your destiny will drag you kicking and screaming. You could walk willingly <laughs> or you could be dragged kicking and screaming. There is no, and I used to say, I'd rather be dragged kicking and screaming, which is a terrible way to think. It's a terrible idea. It and a it's a energy. very hurtful idea. Yes, and it consumes a lot of energy. Yeah. You are who you are. Embrace and move forward. For better or for worse. You're not going to do worse because you embrace who you are. Yeah. I've thought that many times, especially over the last few years, I would, I find myself asking that question. Why did I choose this? Why am I doing this in my life? And I've tried to walk away from it in different aspects and it always pulls me back in. And once I surrender to that and say, okay, this is what I'm here for. It just is smooth sailing from there. Yeah. But it is that friction and restriction against what I think is best. Well, I think, I think our thinking is distorted because of other people's thinking. So as we, yeah. as we age, as we learn, as we are taught, there's a lot of faulty thinking that is inserted in our processes. Mm. And what, what that causes is it causes a lot of friction. As it does. Later on, because now it's like, well, society wants me to go this way, but I'm feeling I want to go this way shouldn't I go this way? And then you're second guessing, you're contradicting yourself and you're moving against your own energy. So to paraphrase Young, kicking and screaming. Exactly. Because that's what it feels like. Yeah, because your destiny, I think this is the name of our show, but your destiny is not what's going to happen to you. Your destiny is is not that it's preordained that you are miserable. Your destiny is that it's preordained that you, you are going to create. Mm. The choice of those creations and how you move towards your, those creations are the most difficult task because your destiny will always guide you towards that light, that way. Well, think about it in a different way. You have certain instincts as an animal who has evolved on this planet, as a primate over all these centuries. You have all kinds of instincts that lead you in all different ways. Now that we are more and more aware of how much energy exists and that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, we're understanding things about energy that we never really fathomed that something was, we're moved in a certain way. The energetic interactions of now that we see plants, the way they talk to each other, trees, the way right. they communicate. 
we are learning more and more about this universe because our eyes deceive us. They deceive what we're seeing. They deceive that they create an illusion. Mm -hmm. So moving in, in the form of the lover archetype, moving that energy around and yielding it and being seduced by it and then being fed on. The Little House of Horrors with Rick Moranis. He feeds this plant a little blood, a drip of blood. And the plant starts growing, 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 becomes a monster and says, I want more blood. It starts singing to him. Why can't you get me more blood? It's a good example. Yeah. It's a really good example. Well, thank you. That was very helpful, Dr. Lahab. Well, thank you for bringing up the topic. I think it's a fascinating topic, the vampire and the lover. That's a very popular topic right now. Well, yeah, I mean, they 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 are one. They're well, two sides. They're two sides it. of the same coin. Yeah. 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 The vampire is very much the lover. They're seductive. They're smooth. But Which they don't let you the, go. Right in the vampire movies, the there's so many new ones. I love watching vampire movies. Yeah. Um, but because they're lover the movies, they're romances. That's new information <laughs> for me, which that makes sense. Of course, we enjoy them. Yeah. They're romances. a little bit of danger. Yeah, they're romances, but they're yeah. romances with different, with dangerous creatures, but it's still romance. <laughs> and are. every romance is a dangerous creature, <laughs> by the way. It certainly can be. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And we'll be learning more about this at the conference in October. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have and they should be listening to you um, on Facebook. You do Facebook Live, so we'll be doing more Facebook Lives in the next few weeks. So yeah. yeah, we'll post them before we do them, so you'll know the time, and you can watch them and ask questions if you'd like. Share them with your friends that haven't been introduced to the archetypes, so they can start getting a start understanding them better. So if you're interested in, uh, we'd love to have you at the conference. You could register at www.instituteforconflictoneword.com. Um, yeah, or send us an email at the instituteforconflict.gmail.com. We'd be happy to respond to you. All right, have an amazing day. And me and Christy will be back with another episode of When Destiny Calls. Thanks, Christy. See you next Thank week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning to this episode of One Destiny Calls. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Christy and Dr. Al Samurai. You can also find us on YouTube at the Institute for Conflict. Make sure to check out the Jam Institute for Training's Magician's Call podcast as well. Tuning in next time to the ABC's One Destiny Calls podcast for another episode soon. The ABC is a not-for-profit institution. We don't have any paid advertising for our podcast, but we do accept donations. All donations and contributions are tax-deductible. You can find more info at the Institute for Conflict.com.